0: guys and gals, welcome back to episode 14 of the Scotty Joe Podcast. I'm your host, Scotty Joe. In this week's episode, um, I sit down and interview, once again, the always awesome Mr. William Jardine of A113 Animation Blog. Uh, William's a great friend of mine, I've had him on before, and he's back to talk with us again. Um, I, I wanted to talk to William because I want to know what's going on in the world of animation right now. I've been working on Moon Bear, my project that I stated last week, and... I told you how it was going and um, what the story's like and what I'm excited for. So this week I wanted to talk with William about what's going on in the world of animation, a.k.a. The Croods from DreamWorks is out. Uh, Monsters University comes out in a couple months from Pixar. Um, And talk about other animation news and see what's going on and refresh my brain so that I'll be ready for the fundraiser to be over. And if you haven't already seen the fundraiser, please go to the link below, thekickstarter.com. We're raising money to make Moonbear become an animated short film, and I am so excited and thrilled for it. I can't even, I can't even tell you. I'm working on story every day. But anyways, um, please enjoy... well, you don't have to if you don't want to, but I would love it if you would enjoy this interview I had with William. Um, my audio recording of it got a little wonky, but his is great, so just take a listen... Um, William Chardine of A113 Animation Blog.
1: Hello, Scott. Not too bad, not too bad. Thanks for having me back on the show.
0: Absolutely, man. We're friends now. Yeah. Okay, so we were just talking about crudes a little bit. And you've actually seen it, and I haven't seen That's my bad. It was sold out. I would a see so bad. But I'm not fighting to get to the theater because I, I've been having the sense that it's just, I don't know what it is, maybe it's the character designs, maybe it's the fact that um, who plays the
1: father, what's his name? Nicholas Cage.
0: Uh, Nicholas Cage, I'm just not <laughs> a fan, I can't I can't even pretend on my own show. No. And there's just so many things that are fighting me to see it and we were just talking and, and you told me you gave it an 8 out of 10. Yeah. Um, what are three big things about the movie that you can give a great, like, high five to and convince me to see it?
1: Okay, well, and for obviously- the visuals, obviously, as you can tell from the trailers, as you can tell from everything, the visuals are an absolute standout and really worth seeing the film for that alone. Two, it is really funny and fun, and three, the character development and the actual emotional journey the characters go on is very rewarding in the long run, and you really are invested. Two and three clash a bit, as we've said, but ultimately you will enjoy the film. You just may have a few quibbles with it.
0: Yeah. And for those who don't know what the crews are, you can go to YouTube, look up the trailer, uh, DreamWorks website. They have a new art of book out, and the art of book is absolutely incredible. It's kind of reminiscent a little bit of the Rise of the Guardians art of book coming out because it's mm. super packed with color and just designs out the wazoos. I mean, there's there's even a couple pages where you can flip the pages open, and it's mm. just full of creature designs because if you don't already know about the film, I'm assuming you do, um, it's, it's it's a whole new world. It's about these this caveman family that... We come out of their cave and there's this beautiful, amazing, colorful world that Dreamworks has created. But all these creatures are, are new and exciting. Um I, I wanna I wanna I wanna kinda go away for a second from that. I, I just thought of something while I was talking about these creatures. Have you seen the new trailer for Cloudy with a chance to Meatballs 2?
1: I have and it does it looks like a lot of fun.
0: It does. I mean the first movie I wasn't too big of a fan I mean I liked it. I thought it was silly. There are a lot of points that just the animation was so grotesque and over the top, it just took me out. I just, went, I just thought it was silly. But this one just looks like they are, they know exactly who their audience is, they know exactly what they're trying to sell, and all the jokes in the trailer made me laugh. All of them. Like,
1: absolutely. Yeah, because I I, I I really, really liked Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. I absolutely loved the quirkiness. I thought it was a lot of fun. I really liked the voice cast. The animation was great, and you could tell you could tell a sequel was coming because that's kind of the financial way Hollywood works. But it looks like a lot of fun. You've got Terry Crews replacing Mr. T, so um, and he's always a lot of fun as well. And it just it just looks like it is going to be a fun film. I mean, it's obviously not going to be the emotional story-driven standout of the year, but it's there's room in this world in in cinema for all of this for your for your great toy story 3 masterpieces for your quirky fun hotel transylvania and cloudy with a chance of meatball type films
0: right i mean this software this this skill is everywhere um i didn't go to school for animation because it was too expensive (laughs) But I've got bounds of books on animation that I read all the time and, and one I'm reading right now, "Drawn of Life, The Twenty Golden Years of Disney Masterclasses by Walt Stanchfield. is just is just a fantastic book. And and I'm saying all this because you have you have this knowledge everywhere and you have all these, these animation software programs everywhere. Anybody can do this. So you've gotta allow room for so many different styles to come up. And that's why I love have a chance to be I love that franchise because I love that it's uh, almost the same thing they do with Hotel Transylvania. They're just going way right over the top now with this animation, which is how animation started. So full mm. circle.
1: <laughs> circle of life.
0: Circle of life. Uh, animation. So, um, William, I want to thank you for putting up that, that post on your site about Moon Bear.
1: You're very, very, you're, you're very, very welcome, Scott. I'm very happy to support it because it does. It, it's a great. Uh, well, I don't want to say great cause because that makes it sound like we're collecting for charity or something. But <laughs> it's it's a great story. You're passionate about it clearly, and I think it's very easy to get passionate about it yourself because it's kind of it's a very emotional story. It's, I love the visual style of it, and. The more we can do to help more people be up and animating and making animated films, the better.
0: I agree completely. I agree absolutely 100%. And there's something really fun in taking on a project like this. You know, when you you spend your life um, growing up on animated films, you know, when someone asks you if you want to go out to a club one night and you say, No, I'm just going to stay home and watch Lilo and Stitch. <laughs> you know... <laughs> you know that you've you got to take this endeavor sometime. And, and I've, I've been working on this story for a good two years now and maybe, even, actually, even longer. And I, as I was telling you off the show, it's it's really interesting how I've been working on it so long that the words moon and bear have kind of lost all meaning a little bit. You know, it's like if you were to sit here and say the word strawberry uh, the 30 times, it just sounds like a <laughs> a bunch of letters at that point which makes me bring into question how do these directors work on animated films for four years and in the case of Brave and The Crudes up to six seven, eight, nine years how how can a director focus for that long when the movie itself is not even two hours long, it's backwards
1: yeah, I mean well, I, I think that kind of, I mean, it must be hellishly frustrating at times, but I think that is a better plan and a better strategy than you get with live-action directors when they're juggling about four films at a time. And it does show sometimes when you're like, kind of, oh, this is directed by Steven Spielberg or whatever, but it looks like he's just shoved it into three weekends when he wasn't making Lincoln or something. Uh. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Um, uh... And
0: it's always interesting,
1: too. Um, I've I've seen this in interviews with
0: animation directors. They talk about how they love coming to work every day because they see a new piece of art that inspires them. And I'm not really fortunate enough to have an animation studio at my fingertips, so I have to draw and create everything. I mean, in a day, I'm pretty slow. I'll probably get two really good pieces of concept art that aren't, won't even be good in a week, but I'll come in the next day after being super tired from working on that, and I'll see it and go, oh, that's... Oh, okay, I remember what I was going off that, and then I'll get inspired to go to something else. So I can imagine working on it for four or five years, you get to see such incredible artwork that that's what fuels you to keep going. That's what inspires new bits of story. Um... Because it's, 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 pro- it's, it's my favorite part. It's why I love animation is the, getting to draw these new things. I wish I could show you this wall of concept art that I've created. <laughs> um, but not yet. That would spoil it. Um, but, but absolutely. So so, what's going on in the world of animation? What's some uh, big news you can fill us in on?
1: Oh, now, well, we've got quite a bit to talk about there. But I think the main one we want to cover is Finding Dory.
0: Oh, I, you know it's funny because it's the biggest story that I want to talk about, but we know the least about it.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean we got a, we got a little, a kind of a little smidgen of plot details. We know it's going to be set a year after the first one or thereabouts, with uh, some parts taking place on the Californian coastline, and it's going to involve oh, pe- I did not know that, <laughs> and it's going to involve people from Dory's past. So by the sounds of it, it's going to be more of a spiritual finding. Then, oh crap! We've misplaced Dory.
0: <laughs> oh, I I can dig that. You know, I trust Andrew Stanton. I know he kind of had a uh, um, a social misfortune with um, mm. his latest film, but I, I I have a lot of faith in him, and and I I love Dory. I mean, who doesn't love Dory? I think it's gonna be great. Ellen DeGeneres is excited about it. Oh, that's she... all she talks about.
1: In the show. <laughs> yeah, she's clearly she's clearly rather uh, keen on it, isn't she? Uh, yeah,
0: absolutely. So, what do we do? We think Nemo's going to be like older now. Is he going to be a teenager?
1: Well, if it, that's the thing, because it's set according to this anyway, just a year after the first one. So, what I would expect well, is Nemo roughly the same age. But I think he's almost definitely going to be recast because Alexander Gould, who voiced him the first time round. He's 18 now, and I'm sure he could put on a squeaky voice, but <laughs> I, I would imagine Pixar <laughs> would be going for the more authentic effect.
0: Right. Oh. Um, oh, man, that's going to be a fun movie. Yep. Oh, and just a whole list of... Oh, and Michael G- Giacchino just signed on to do a film.
1: Which I, I would suspect would be uh, Inside Out, Pete Doctor's next film, given that they worked, Pete to- given they worked together on Up, and it was very... Uh, Profitable and mutually Beneficial for both of them but, um,
0: And what
1: of the contracts Of Pixar in my opinion Oh yeah De- Up, Up is the film that got me into being Super Pixar fanboy um,
0: Really
1: Yeah uh, I mean I'd always liked Pixar I've been aware of Pixar but it was Up When I got that on DVD when it came out that I am like man this is really really good And I kind of went back saw films of theirs That they'd released that I hadn't seen yet Like Wally and Ratatouille and um, became enraptured, made a blog, a little blog you may have heard of a few months later. And... Oh you know, eight
0: one three animations Middle Space. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad I'm glad they haven't announced an up two or down, maybe.
0: Oh I, I couldn't do that. No, I, I couldn't get on board with that idea.
1: What, what yeah. I maybe could get on board with is kind of uptoons, you know, like they do the Toy Story tunes and Cars tunes.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, I can see that. I mean, well, you got Doug and Kevin, you got those cartoonish characters, those would be perfect for it.
1: Yeah. And
0: Absolutely.
1: If, and some Increditoons, maybe, that could be fun.
0: Oh, Increditoons would be great. See, but I want an incredible sequel. <laughs> I think that. I mean. That that franchise needs to just go. I th-
1: I think everybody wants an incredible sequel, apart from apparently Brad Bird. So
0: yeah, for some reason, he just does not want it.
1: He's too he's too busy yeah. he's too busy being like the most desired director in Hollywood at the moment.
0: I, I mean, everything he touches is awesome at this point. Mm. It, in in my opinion, everything is just great. Um, I want to know more about this uh, Pixar film. Directed by Lee Unkrich, based on the holiday Dia de los Muertos.
1: Yeah, well, we, I know we we don't really know anything about that other than we got that piece of concept art on New Year's Day, and uh, oh, the six
0: calls,
1: yeah. Yeah, I would. I'm I'm imagining a kind of a Henry Selick, Tim Burtony kind of eerie little film, but I don't think it's going to be creepy. I I think it's still going to be the Pixar twinges to it but this is from a guy whose favourite film is The Shining and right. from a guy who completely wrecked entire audiences around the world with Toy Story 3
0: I mean he it, it, it was so emotional he like cut us in the heart with that <laughs> film in a good way like, I love the movie if you think about the cinematography in the film and the lighting in that film there were so many spots where the lighting was really grungy like, if you think about Buzz Light, you're walking up to the vending machine, you've got that, like, that uh, mm. gross lime green, urine yellow kind of <laughs> color. And that kind of feeds throughout the entire film because, you know, it's all got this outcast feeling of being stuck in jail and in prison. So even though it's his first mo- movie and it was still a sweet Toy Story film, like, it still felt heavy. Really, really heavy, which. I mean, I can't help but look at The Shining and be like, "I see, I see." You're very passionate about really strong, heavy stories. So, what I'm hoping for, I'm hoping for a story about spirits. I want to see, I want to see, uh, kind of what they did with the little blue uh, Will of the Wisp and Brave. I want to see more of that. I want to see spirits coming out of skulls. I want to, I mean, in a childish, fun way. Yeah. Um, but I'd really like to see what they do animating spirits, because I think that's really difficult. I don't think they've ever done anything besides the Will of the Wisps at that point. And at the end of Brave, when the spirits came out of the bear.
1: Oh, that was... I mean, my jaw was literally on the floor at that point, in sheer awe. Like, yes, Pixar, you are the masters. I bow to you. Yes. And and we're talking about Brave and talking about Pixar's upcoming slate. We know Mark Andrews, who directed Brave, is working on a new original film for Pixar. And um, I interviewed Brian Larson, who was the story supervisor on Brave, a while back, and he said he's working on that film too with Mark, and they're throwing ideas about kind of get something off the ground, come up with a uh, story. And we've got, we know Teddy Newton as well, who directed Day and Night, the short film, is directing a feature film as well. So we, so we, there's, there's kind
0: of little hints, little... Tidbits of like eight movies in yeah. the
1: in the works. And what wow. we, what we want though, what we want as well as the Incredibles two is we want Newt back. Yes, we <laughs>
0: all want Newt.
1: Nobody cares. Who doesn't want Newt. N- nobody cares if it was too similar to Alpha and Omega or to Rio. Give us Newt and give us it, preferably before t- twenty twenty.
0: I will put some of the concept art in the show notes for this episode because it is absolutely gorgeous. Oh yeah! And they keep they keep teasing us. And Bray, the witch threw a newt into the uh, cauldron. Like,
1: yeah. I mean, I wrote I, I wrote I wrote a post on the blog, kind of a theory. Because I don't think Newt is gone forever. I think what they're doing is they're kind of putting it on the show. Because let's not forget, Wally was the original idea for Wally was thought up at the same time. As the ideas for A Bug's Life and Monsters, Inc. As right. uh, as Trash Planet. And then sat about for ages and ages. And I think that's what they're doing with Newt, in a way. They're kind of sending it back to the, to the uh, drawing board. And they're trying to rethink it. They're leaving it for a bit. Move on to other projects. We had Gary Rydstrom, who's directing Newt, do Hawaiian Vacation, the Toy Story 2. And then I think... I would say by about twenty twenty we will either have the film or we will have heard when we're getting the film. Hopefully.
0: That's that's your theory.
1: That's a that's a long shot theory, so if I'm wrong, hopefully no one will remember it, but
0: <laughs> Well everyone heard it first on this podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you heard it first, William Jardine predicted seven years in advance the return of Newt. <laughs>
0: I, I think we should start a, a Kickstarter campaign for that We'll just like send we'll send Pixar a, a big check for like $20,000 like Make what you can with this
1: <laughs> Yeah but that for Pixar That'll probably buy them like a coffee round Beach or something Yeah <laughs> a
0: coffee
1: round <That's> chump- <laughs>
0: each we're sitting with a $10,000 <laughs>
1: That's Chump's change to a company owned by Disney
0: that's true. Oh, did you hear this? There's a new uh, Ratatouille ride coming to Disney Paris.
1: Mm-hmm. I did. And um, I'm jealous. They're doing a Monsters, Inc. I, I, I think I remember hearing they want uh, to put Monsters, Inc. into uh, Dis- uh, California Adventure, you know, where you got Cars Land there now.
0: Yeah. Oh, I, I live 30 minutes from Disneyland, and <laughs> Cars Land is awesome. It is awesome. Uh, Monsters, Inc. ride? Like, if they build any Monsters, Inc. ride, it needs to be a roller coaster and the seats need to look like doors. No. <laughs> I don't nothing left.
1: Yeah. Well, they, they, I think they have something like that at the Tokyo Disneyland, don't they? Oh, I remember seeing on the Blu-ray, I think. Something. I'm not sure. Um, I may be imagining that, um, but I think so.
0: That would be great.
1: That would be great. Yeah, um, I mean... I'm the I'm the complete opposite to you. I live mi- miles away from any Disneyland, and I have never been to Disneyland. So if if listeners, you want to donate via the PayPal button on a113animation.com, I will happily take your money and go on holiday. Hey
0: people, send William to Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's so great. If you never get a chance to go, you definitely should go. Or if it's pro- it's probably cheaper. Go to Disney World because it's your your plane ticket won't be as expensive.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: it'll still be expensive, but they've got some got some great rides. Um, so okay, so can we get them? Uh, Monster U- is coming out soon? Mm-hmm. Um, and Pixar just had a uh, Bloggers Day. Yeah, did,
1: did you see that? I did, yeah. Uh, lots um, of... Because ind- they screened the first 40 minutes of it, I think. And they screened the first half hour of Brave last year, so this year I get more. Um, and obviously, good reaction. I mean, I'm not really sure how indicative that's going to be, given that this is a, uh, a screening filled of with Pixar bloggers and people who unashamedly love Pixar. So I'm not going to show... I mean, I unashamedly love Pixar, and I likely would love anything they put out if it was rubbish. But it's hard to judge because they have never put anything out even close to rubbish. Uh,
0: right. But um, uh, it's I saw like a couple of interviews and or a couple of uh, bloggers filming themselves after they've seen it, and a couple of them were just like, "I can't find the word to describe it." <laughs> All I can say is it's awesome. It's awesome, and and I and I can't help but think to my brain is like is i say that when i can't think of a positive way to s- describe something at first i just go hey it's awesome until i can really think about it so we just haven't gotten anything yet we, we it was good for them but it wasn't good for us
1: <laughs> well we got some new uh, concept art a couple of days yesterday i think actually the concept art which was beautiful oh, right. and the art of monsters university looks to be an absolute must-buy. Because, I mean, you've got Dice Sasumi who was the uh, color uh, lighting director on Toy Story 3, is filling the same role on Monsters University. And he is magnificently talented. And the concept art looks out of this world.
0: Yeah, he did some concept art for La Luna as well. Yeah, just, yeah, I mean, everything
1: he makes is just beautiful. Yeah, he's such, such a talented artist and... It shows like Toy Story three. You're saying it has the grungy bits in it, but it is a really beautiful film as well. I mean, that is the well, least I... that is the least people say about Toy Story three. They don't say, "Oh, yes, it looks really nice." They say it is a brilliant story. It will emotion emotionally slaughter you. It's got great music, but it does look brilliant as well.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, absolutely to a T. I can't wait for the Art of Monsters. You and I, and I, I can't wait for the movie because. I am ready for a, a, a good college movie because you know just like they did with Toy Story Three when it was when Andy was in college years ahead, they kept with the with the target audience. They knew that the target audience were grown up now, and a lot of them were going off to college. So they targeted that movie straight to them. They're kind of doing that with Monsters You. The, the the kids who were at the age of watching Monsters Incorporated are now in college, so they're doing a college movie, and I, I think that's I think that's smart. The only concern I have is, I went to college, I graduated (laughs) college last year, and it is very difficult to make a college movie that is accurate nowadays, because I'm just going to say, what happens in college stays in
1: college. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I would expect it would be a more tampered down version of college.
0: (laughs) right. Maybe a uh, maybe a Sunnyside daycare
1: college. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's actually an interesting Toy Story-themed uh, segue from there. Have you seen... I know you like The Walking Dead. Have you seen all the Walking Dead Toy Story mashups over the last couple of weeks? You know,
0: I just saw it before we started podcasting and <laughs> I laughed so hard. Oh, it I... is so funny.
1: It's it's. I don't know who thinks to do these things, but it's brilliant. And and The Simpsons as well this week had a mashup with Breaking Bad for the actual couch gag for yesterday's episode.
0: Oh right, right, right. Um, they did a good Breaking Bad one too.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. They had the Breaking Bad intro for yesterday's episode.
0: Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. um... And I love how some people can take movie trailers online and, and twist them to give them a whole <laughs> new feeling. Like, um, it's just so fun. when like, The Shining looks like a comedy and stuff. Uh, and Mrs. Doubtfire looks like a horror film. Wow. Um. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, good point. Um, great. Well, I actually have to cut this episode kind of short. No um, joke. But... Thank you for coming on, William. Thank you for talking about. It. Is there anything else you
1: want to talk about, real quick, before we sign off here? Uh, I don't know. I think that's us about covered, and hopefully we'll be back again either with Epic or with Monsters University later in the later in the year. Yeah.
0: Uh, when does Epic come
1: out? Uh, the film comes out some point in May. The Art of book is out in April. Uh, it's the Art of book is out in about ten days' time. I just got my review copy of it. Uh, Now, and I had a a quick flick through, looks very nice. There's a lot of green, not a lot else, but a lot of green. And I'm not quite sure what to make of Epic next, but hopefully next time we're talking on the podcast, I will have some informed opinions for you.
0: Good, great. Well, you know, if you give your uh, movie title something like Epic, uh, you've set yourself up for a a high expectation.
1: (laughs) I can only imagine. The
0: problem the to name your movie something like eh, mediocre.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I can only imagine uh, the scathing uh, review, t- uh, review subtitles that it's going to get. Like epic review, no, it's not. That yeah. kind of. Uh, they're just setting themselves up for a fall there, but fingers. Yeah, they really are. Fingers crossed. I mean, I think it looks pretty good.
0: I'm excited for it. Um, it's the um, it's the new borrowers.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah Borrowers meets 300
1: <laughs> meets, meets a bug's life Meets fern gully Meets avatar
0: Exactly exactly. Well, William, thank you for coming on It's been great uh, Guys and gals who are listening Make sure you head over to eight one one three Animation Where you can check out William's awesome blog With his great reviews and book reviews Which I find very handy hmm. um, So let you me know before I buy um, And William, thank you for joining us